Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we have special guest, Pastor Jimmy Rosas from Grace Calvary Chapel. He'll be teaching in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. The title of the sermon is, Joseph, Just at the Right Time. Here's the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. As we will undoubtedly have hard decisions to make, may we have trust in Him as He lays out our path before us. I know that path is scary sometimes. I just recently rewatched all the, well, not all of them, three of them, Indiana Jones movies. And, and uh, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade when he's trying to find the grail of, of Christ, the cup of Christ, and, and he's going to pass this chasm, and it looks like there's nothing there, and he takes a step of faith, right? He's like, and all of a sudden, there's a path there. And, and I always think of, I don't know, I'm just weird. But anyway, I think like that's how we are with the Lord, amen? That's how we got to take that step of faith at times. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to turn out. If we go to another country as, as missionaries, it might cause our death. But it's okay. We're doing the work of God. We, we don't know how things are going to turn out. I understand that. And as people like that, especially as men, that's like the hardest thing to let go. That you're not in control. That you're not calling the shots. Oh, man. And so to let that go, to give that to God. Okay, God, I'll trust in you. You know, okay, God, I'll trust in you. And you're still trying to peek. Like, no, man. Trust in him all the way. Trust in him completely in that path that he lays out before us. When I first came to Christ 20 years ago, I was so happy to pick up trash in the parking lot. I was so happy to do it. I got there like before the pastor. I did, honestly. Not knocking him or anything, but I just got there that early. And I would be picking up trash, man. Thank you, Lord, for this salvation. And then there was a, <laughs> there was a nightclub close to the church, and I guess they used our parking lot at night, and there was some dirty stuff out there that I'd have to pick up, you know, no big deal, but sometimes there was like wadded up cash, you know, and I was like, oh, praise Jesus, cool, you know, <laughs> and it was crazy, but I was just so in love with the Lord. I am so in love with the Lord. I never imagined then that he would have called me to do this. It's insane because I'm very, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. Like when left alone, man, I'm just like, I'll sit over here and I'm cool. I can just watch everything. I'm good. Mike chased me down at Grace. 
because I would come late so no one would talk to me and I would leave early so no one would talk to me. And I remember I'm walking, I'm booking it down the hallway and I'm out, I'm out of church and Mike's like, hey bud, hey bud. And he's chasing me and I'm like, no hablo inglés, you know. (laughs) But he did, he chased me and thank God that he did. He's like, hey bud, hey bud. And you know, we started talking and I was like, man, who's this dude, man? Why does he want to talk to me for? But it was just all God ordained. It was part of that path that he had set before me. Never did I imagine this or wherever still God has for me. Never. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just trusting in him. And so we got to trust in the path that he lays out before us. Amen. Verse uh, 22 and 23. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So verse 22 begins with Matthew pointing to an event, yeah, or teaching of Jesus that fulfills an Old Testament passage as he writes, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet Isaiah, as verse 23 cited or cites it from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall, shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When we couldn't possibly get out of our sin, Jesus came and met us where we were at, bringing the salvation of Yahweh, bringing the salvation of Jehovah, bringing the salvation of God to us and thus He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. I don't know how to swim, which is very funny because I was in the Marine Corps. But uh, to pass swim call, I, I, I just, all I did was enough to pass swim call so I, so I could uh, graduate, you know, boot camp. And that was it. I, I think that was a miracle there or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I did enough just to pass it, you know, and I see the other guys doing like third level and all this stuff and like, and like nah that's not for me whatever I just did what I had to do and that was it jump off that platform swim the width the length with all the gear and that was it tread water for so long see where my natural uh floating uh I, I float naturally to two like two feet underwater which is weird anyway I don't know how to swim I'm pretty scared of deep water okay we go to the ocean and the girls jump out there and, and, you know, they're swimming. This is going to sound super dumb, okay? But it's just the type of guy I am. I always try to be out further than them. Yeah, I know I don't know how to swim. But I'm f- out further than them. And this is, the, this is my dumb reasoning behind that. God forbid something wants to come and bite my daughters in my silly head I think, let this thing attack me first. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone, but it's just, okay, it's just me. So I try to keep my daughters like in front of me all the time and I'm staying out here, no matter how deep it is, right? Dad, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) But the way I see the Lord bring salvation to us and he's with us is that he's in the midst of that trial, that trouble, that hardship, wherever it is. And I try to be there with my children. I try to be there with my wife in the midst of that. I don't always understand it, okay? 
My wife, when we first met, we both dealt with um, depression super bad. I was depressed, suicidal. Um, my wife was depressed where I'd get home and she'd have like everything blacked out, lights off, uh, cr uh, not curtains, I'm sorry, blankets over her, crying, balled up, hugging her leg, her knees. And I didn't know what to do. And as men, that's the other thing. We always think we can do something. Oh, bro, sometimes we just got to be there like God is. God is with us, right? And so I'd, all I would do is go hug her and cry with her. I would just hug her and cry with her. And when I think of these memories, when I think of these things, I think of God. That's how he is with us. We don't always have to figure it out. We don't always have to have the answer we're not failures if we don't have the answer. We're not failures if we don't figure it out. We're failures if we're not there. We need to be there. As men, as fathers, as husbands, we need to be there. Be present. Be present with our wives. Be present with our children. Be present. Be with them. And don't check out. Just because you're there physically, don't check out mentally. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? No, no, don't check out mentally. Be there. Be present. Amen? You need to be present. So when we couldn't possibly get out of our sin. Sin, Jesus came and met us where we were at. How, how, how awesome and how wonderful. Bringing the salvation of, of Yahweh by being God with us. May we remember a pointer there. May we remember that we can trust in the word of God and that his word confirms itself. I was sharing this with, uh, it's funny how God ordains things. One of my second cousins at my mom's memorial service yesterday, I was telling him, word confirms word. Old Testament is confirmed by the New Testament. If, if they use it in scripture, it's, it's true it's because it's true. And so how they cite Old Testament verses, word confirms word. Amen. And we need to trust in that. We need to remember that we can trust in the word of God and that his word confirms itself. Amen. Verses 24 and 25, the word of God says, When Joseph woke from his sleep, oh, I'm sorry, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So verses 24 and 25 don't say it, but by describing Joseph's actions earlier, well, describing his actions here in these two verses, we can see that he was a just man. That description I gave you earlier, that definition, that he was a just man. Remember the definitions of just, meaning righteousness, observing divine laws, consistent, virtuous, those whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God. Joseph woke from sleep, and he did, as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He didn't think about it. He didn't say, oh, Lord, you know, he wasn't Gideon. Give me another sign, Lord. You know, he didn't throw out the fleece. He, there, he, no, what does scripture say? He woke from sleep and he did what the Lord told him to do through the angel. He did not um, have normal marital relations with her till after her firstborn son, which Joseph named him Jesus. And I know that's, I'm sure that's got to be kind of hard to not name a son after yourself. My son, Jesse, I named him after my father because I just thought like, 
my father was such an awesome man. But I hear other men speak of it. Like, to me, it was no big deal to not name him Jimmy. Not, not that I'm a humble guy. I'm just saying it was not a big deal. But I know of other people that are like, they have to name their, their sons after themselves, other men, right? They have to name them their sons after themselves. And nothing wrong in that. But I'm just, I'm trying to get into the head of Joseph here. Like, no, why can't it be Joseph Jr.? You know, so to have him do the word of God, that's exactly what Joseph did, though. That's the awesome thing here. He didn't have normal relations with her till after her firstborn son, which Joseph called him Jesus. And it's noteworthy to point out Joseph's obedience here. He didn't doubt. He didn't tarry. He didn't ask questions. He instantly understood the truth and importance of the angel's message from God. So may we trust in God's word in this manner, that we would move in such a way that shows our immediate obedience to his word and that our lives would resemble Joseph's. And more importantly, that our lives would resemble our heavenly father's example, that consistent father God that he is. So as we close here, as we're getting ready to close here, God definitely picked the correct woman to birth Jesus. And he also picked the correct man to be an earthly father, Joseph, who was just at the right time. Remember, he was just. He's righteous, observing divine laws. How do I know this? Because he obeyed the word of God. It doesn't have to be explained in detail in the word of God. We're seeing and we're reading that Joseph just acted upon the word of God instantly. Instantly. The moment it was told to him. He woke up, okay, let's go, Mary, let's go. I'm gonna, we're going to go walking until you have this child, or however. <laughs> and they did. They went walking. They went to Bethlehem, right? And he took her. But he did exactly what the word of God said to do. He was the correct man. He was the just man, Joseph, just at the right time. Had he not been... He would not have decided to, you know, he wouldn't have done the divorce or even thought about doing the divorce quietly. That's another thing we can see in there. He was a righteous man. He wanted to do things as quietly as possible. He did not have delight in having to do it. He didn't delight in it. Again, like I pointed out earlier, I told you so. I told you I was right. No, he didn't delight in that at all. And he made himself available to God, to his word, and heeded his instruction. Joseph not only heard the word of God, but he did the word of God. Amen? So I want to share 10 things that godly fathers should be doing. And like I said earlier, this is not an exhaustive list. It is not a formula to never have wayward or prodigal children, okay? Can't come back and sue me. But it's, it's some things that we should be doing as godly men and fathers. And it's just 10 things. If you have more, great. Great. Awesome. But number one. A godly father knows God. He has a relationship with God. 1 John 1.4 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Number two, a godly father loves and honors his wife. Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ouch. Ephesians 5.28. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
Number three, a godly father accepts responsibility for his children's spiritual training. 1 Timothy 5.8, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. It's the father's job, guys, to train our children, to teach them the word of God, to instruct our household. Something that I pray every day, Lord, give me the wisdom, the knowledge, the strength to do. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it's something I strive to do. Number four, a godly father is continually aware of his influence. We know that. Man, when your sons, when your children are little and you walk a certain way, that child wants to walk like you. That child wants to use hand mannerisms like you faces, whatever. That child wants to be just like you, especially dad. And so a godly father is continually aware of his influence. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Be mindful of the influence you have. And since they're going to follow you, you might as well be doing the right thing. You might as well be doing the godly thing. We might as well be doing the godly walk in the right way so that our children can emulate that, so that our children can follow us in that manner. Number five, a godly father models selfless service. Mm. Selfless service. Matthew 20, 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Number six, a godly father is consistent. A godly father is consistent. 1 Corinthians 14, 40. But all things should be done decently and in order. Number seven, a godly father disciplines his children appropriately. Proverbs 13, 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Diligent. As much as it hurts, as much as... It may take out of the game as much as it, we don't want to do it. We're diligent to discipline our children. Pray, discipline, pray. Pray, discipline, pray. We got to do that. A godly father does not allow himself to be controlled by outside influences. Exodus 20, verse 4. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. We're not to go with the flow. Oh, everyone's doing it. Everyone's, you know, got this and set up in their house. Everyone's praying to this. Everyone's praying. Everyone's going to uh, card readers. Everyone. Nope. Nope. Ephesians 5, 8. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. The world may love to be in darkness, but now that I'm in the light, I love being in the light. And I'm going to lead my family as much as I can, as long as the Lord strengthens me to walk in the light as well. Number nine, a godly father is a man under authority. Ooh, man. Romans 13, 1 and 2. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgments. 
Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pastors, elders, the Lord has placed them over a congregation for a reason. Pastor Mike will have to answer for those that the Lord brought to his care. I will have to answer to the Lord for those that have been brought to my care. I need to do the work of the Lord in that manner. And it would behoove people to not make it harder than what it already is. So thank you again, everyone who helps Mike here. Thank you who helps my brother in serving. It's such a blessing to see it. 1 Peter 2.18, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. And lastly, number 10, a godly father will lead. Deuteronomy 11, verses 18 and 19, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house and when you're walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. When does that mean? All the time. Some of my favorite moments with my daughters, with my family, is just driving nowhere or maybe to go get a blizzard and then on the way home, we're just talking about the Lord. We're just talking about word. God, Dad, what does this mean? Mm, well, let's see. And just, we're just talking, just talking. Love it. But what does it mean? It means all the time. At all times will we as fathers lead, amen? As godly men, we will lead. As godly fathers to lead at all times, amen? So as we end, as we end here, whatever and however the, the word of God has spoken to you, if there's something as men we know we need to give to God and allow God to work in our lives as we pray, just give that to him. Just allow him to. Amen. Let's pray for the Lord. To, let's pray to the Lord to help us with his word, to strengthen us, to do what his word instructs. And perhaps you're here today and you don't know the Lord in a personal relationship. I want to pray with you because we can't really follow the authority of the, of the Bible. We can't really understand and follow the authority of the Bible if we don't know the author, if we don't know the Lord. It's not going to really make sense. It doesn't kind of quite fit. And so if that's you today, as we begin to pray, I want to just ask that everyone close their eyes and bow their heads. And if that's you today, if you don't have a relationship with, with the Lord, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to raise your hand and I'll just pray with you. And if there's anyone here, thank you. You can put your hand down. And I want to just encourage you to, to repeat what I say. You can repeat it in your heart and in your mind. Father God, I come before you today realizing that I'm in need of a Savior. And I accept you, Lord Jesus as that savior come into my life cleanse me from all sin and help me from this day forward walk with you and heed your word and instructions in jesus name amen 
Now let's just pray a general prayer. And Father God, I do thank you, Father, once again for this time, for this opportunity. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you for just your Holy Spirit just moving here in the help, Lord God, as there's as men. Be just. Be just to our wives. Be just to our children. And be just men in this society, Father, that would stand against the flow, Lord God, that we would stand fast in your word and in your instructions. Father God, I pray that for every one of us, Lord God, as, as your followers, Lord, that we would seek your word, seek you, and take heed of your instruction, Lord God. Father, I love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that you are the awesome Father. Father, I thank you for these men. I thank you for these fathers that are doing what your word, of, word tells them to, Lord. And I just pray that you strengthen us to do that, to continue to do that, to continue to seek you, Lord God, to continue to seek you as our Abba Father, as our Daddy, so intimate and so loving that you are with us, so compassionate, Lord God. Help us remember all that and in turn be that to those that you have entrusted us with, Lord God, our wives and our children, our families, Lord God. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Father. And we ask all this in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 